Hello friends, welcome back to the podcast. So apparently you guys would like a episode about our trip to Paris, which I love, love doing these little updates. I feel like it just helps you guys to, you know, feel like you know me a little bit better. So here we are. Anyway, so if you, I'm just going to pretend that like none of you guys know via Instagram stories, what we did, that's how I'm going to kind of share is what I'm going to do. So last week, my boyfriend and I went to go visit my mom in Paris. Uh, She was there uh, doing like a design week. So she was there with like like a house stylist, I think. Um, not there with, but like she was there to meet um, this house stylist and go on basically like one of her events, which is this tour around Paris. And I get to see all of these beautiful, um, different designy things. I don't fucking know around Paris. She's an interior designer, a really fucking good one. She does like all like the those CAD drawings like online where you can like see a whole render of a house. And she does like all this like color, like color stuff. I don't know. There's like, I feel like there's an interior designer. And then there's like what my mom does, which is like almost like being an architect. So she's really fucking good. And I know that you guys um, responded to a fuck yes of her coming on the podcast. So that is definitely going to happen, um, which I'm really excited about. I think we're going to do it when she comes and visits in Atlanta to do our house stuff um, in October, which will be really nice. And I'll drop a question box in for you guys to uh, drop any more questions in, but I did make a note of all of the questions that you asked me. Um, when I, when I asked whether you guys wanted her to be on the podcast. So we'll definitely do that anyway. So we went there on like a Monday night. Um, we flew there and uh, we landed Tuesday morning. My, our jet lag was actually really bad. We've struggled the last few times going to Europe. The jet lags kind of sucked. And, um, I got like no sleep on the plane, even though we fly first class and I tried to sleep on the plane. For some reason, Air France, their service was so fucking slow. And it was like 11 PM and they still had the lights on and were doing service. And I'm like, turn the fucking lights off. People are trying to sleep. We're about to land in Paris at 4 AM. EST time. We're going to be zonked. I need to go to bed. So I think I slept like three hours on the plane, which was really not ideal, especially because I was already so tired to begin with. Like we just moved into our house. There was a lot of stuff going on and it's obviously just like a lot, like the thought process of flying is a lot. Like I feel like for me, packing, going to the airport, getting to the airport, like that whole process is just draining. And then when you don't get to sleep at nighttime, I'm not here for it. So we get to Paris and I'm exhausted, but we're meant to like meet at my mom that night. I have a queen alchemy call that night. So my amazing boyfriend, he like, is like, you're going. And I was like, I need a nap. So I decided to go have, to go back to sleep basically when we got to the hotel and I slept for like two or three hours, um, had like a full on dream that <laughs> I had a full on dream that he didn't wake me up when he said he was going to. And it was like 8 PM and I missed time with mom and we weren't going to have enough time to go around Paris and go for dinner because I had my queen alchemy call at 10 PM. And I woke up like in a full on state of like tears and I like screamed out to him and he came in and he's like, no, babe, it's like 2 p.m. Like you're fine. I'd slept for like an hour. And I was like, oh, okay. So I went back to sleep. Anyway, I woke up and it was so cute. He like got me out of bed and he's like, can I show you what I've done? And I was like, sure. Like, okay, what? And he took me around. We had a huge hotel room. It was like the, like the penthouse of the hotel. And, um, and he showed me around the room. He'd unpacked all of our stuff. He'd unpacked every dress, every outfit, folded things, hung it all up, like had the perfect spaces between all of the like hanging things in the wardrobe. 
He lined up all my supplements. He got my whole desk ready with like my camera equipment, my microphone. Like he laid every single thing out so that our trip could be seamless, so we could be quick with our transitions, so that things didn't feel stressful, X, Y, and Z. It was just like the most beautiful thing. So I woke up to that. We got ourselves ready and we went out and we met We met mom. We like scooted around Paris. We went and had dinner, got gelato. It was just really fun. Like we got to just spend time with mom and she got to know my boyfriend better because because obviously with you know us not living in the same country, it's kind of hard. Um, so that was really nice. And we just had a really nice night together with mom. And then we went back home. I did my Queen Alchemy call. It wasn't one of the Thursday calls. It was one of the additional trauma calls. I can't remember what that was on. I think it was like the back pain and shoulder pain and neck pain one that we did the energetic clearing of. So I did that and that finishes at 11 p.m. So not too late. And then chilled out and went to bed. Um, and then... Basically, we had the next day with mum and the next evening, and we went to my favorite restaurant called Beef Bar. Um, And mum and I just had a really nice – wait, no, wait. We had two days with mum. So the first day, I don't know what we did. Like we just went around shopping – not shopping, walked around, explored Paris. My boyfriend came to – meet us somewhere um because he was having a sleep in because he had really bad jet lag and he didn't get that like two hour nap the day before um and uh, what was i gonna say so we so we had some mom i had some mom time then he came and met us and we just walked around explored i took i took mom and him because he'd only been to paris once and i've been there like seven times to some other favorite spots of mine and we went and just had food got ice cream all that kind of stuff um if you're in the behind the scenes bubble i put my favorite Paris places in there. But if you have issue 19 in the magazine, my favorite Paris places are also in there. I've drawn down my favorite restaurant and then this really good ice cream place that I can't even pronounce the name of. Name of. It's called like Bertillon or something. B-E-R-T-H-I-L-L-O-N, I think. It's on one of those little islands in Paris. Um, so we went and had ice cream and everything and just explored. And then we went, um, what did we do that night? We went out for dinner that night was it? What did we do that first night? I can't fucking remember. We went out for one dinner, one one place, another dinner, another place. I don't know. Anyway, point being is what the, what was really beautiful about the trip was that obviously I got to spend time with mom, which was lovely, and I found the most gorgeous pair of shoes. I had to buy them, but the whole trip and what was what really ended up being magical about it was. So we were meant to leave Friday morning and Thursday night we went to my favorite restaurant, Beef Bar, and it was kind of rushed because our dinner was, our reservation was at 7.30, but I had this Queen Alchemy call for two hours at 10 o'clock. Oh, the dogs are coming. Um, If you're watching the video, you'll see. You'll also see the massive pile of shit that needs to go out outside my door. Anyway, so um, we went to Beef Bar and we went to Dior beforehand to get these shoes because I wanted my boyfriend to come with me and like get his approval. Got the shoes. Um, and that's kind of like also I if you're coming to the masterclass, you'll hear me talk about that. But the um the feminine female breadwinner masterclass, but like I've I'm obviously paying for my fucking shoes, but we put it on his credit card because it was linked to his passport and the global blue stuff with like getting taxed back. It was we've put everything on his account, so it was just easier. But then also we have this thing that I'm like, even though I'm buying the shoes, there are things where I'm like, I just love his approval. And I say, thank you. Like he, and even though it's on his credit card, but I'm paying for it. I say, thank you. Like, thank you for buying them. Even when it's my money, because it's this energy of like the approval of he really likes them. He thinks that I'm like sexy wearing them X, Y, Z. And I would fucking buy them whether he liked them or not. But 
just not being so hyper independent of like, well, I don't care what he thinks. I'm going to buy them anyway, but rather like taking him to the shop and him being like, I fucking adore them. Yes, get them. And me being like, yay. And getting them. It's a different energy exchange and it feels different for him and for me. Anyway, carrying forward. So we went to dinner and it was really nice, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, him and mom were talking, whatever. And it was kind of rushed, unfortunately, because by the time we got to dinner and then mom was having drinks with this group for the design thing beforehand. So she was kind of late to dinner. We sat down, we were eating, but you know, dinner always takes longer than you think when you go to a beautiful restaurant and you want to enjoy it. You want it to be slow. You want to have conversation. But of course I also was like, I need to leave. So I'm not rushing for the Queen Alchemy call. And I want to get a bit of content before we go. And because we had mom there, I was like, I wanted her to film a few reels of my boyfriend and I, but like, obviously you can't see his face for content. Cause I'm like, I need you <laughs> for content. Now that I have you, I'm like getting there. Um, and have time to like say goodbye and leave. So we kind of left the restaurant in a bit of a rush, got to the, one of the bridges to so the Eiffel towers in the background, took the content, whatever. And, um, and I'm like, okay, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. We have to go. We have to go. And then of course, by the time it got to like maybe like 9.15 or something. And I was like, we need to go. I do not want to be late for this call. And I, well, not, I was never going to be late, but it was more, I don't want to feel rushed for this call. And then of course, because the goodbye was kind of rushed, it was fucking sad for mom. She was like crying and I'm like, nope, I can't fucking cry. I can't ruin my makeup. Like, let's fucking go. Like not even allowing myself to feel in that moment because I just couldn't, you know, like I have a job to do. I need to get back to the hotel room to do my job. Anyway, so it was really rushed to say goodbye, which – at the time, of course, I'm like, whatever, bye mom. Like I'll see you in a month. But then come Friday morning, I am hysterically crying. So the plan was for me to be doing a podcast Friday morning in Paris, like just for the, like a solo podcast. Um, cause I hadn't gotten to do one yet and I really needed to. Um, but I was just bawling my fucking eyes out. Like I was so sad that we had to leave mom. I felt like we hadn't had enough time. I hate the situation of, us living in the US, them being in Australia. I hate it. And like, I am pushing for them to come, like, get your asses here. Like, whatever. That's a whole, that's more of like a personal thing. But, you know, my brother and sister have passports. It's very easy for them to come. So I'm like, come on, let's go. Um, anyway, so it was just really hard because obviously, like, I do feel like they're missing out on a part of my life and a part of, oh my God, look at the dogs. They just like trash my fucking background with the pillows. I do feel like they're missing out on a part of my life sometimes. And I do feel sad that, you know, they don't get to see us as often and it's always a goodbye and it's always, you know, it's always a limited amount of time. And even though mom's coming to see us in a few months to do the house, like it just still sucks. It still sucks. And I love having my mom around. If you have, if you have a good relationship with your mom or you have a pretty decent mom, it's just nice having your mom around, like to help, to look after you. That it's just that like feeling safe feeling of like, it's your mom, you know, like it just feels good. We all, most of us get that. Anyway, and, and and I'll be real. Like, of course, there's things about my mom where I'm like, oh my God, stop being annoying. It's like that with every relationship, right? But you still want to have your mom there when you want her. And I don't have that. I don't have that um, privilege of being able to just call her, get her to come over. I can't even call her all the time because of time difference. There's a very limited amount of time that I could actually call her. If I'm having a problem or a drama at 11 a.m., I can't call her or at 1 p.m. I can't call her. I can't call her until 4 p.m. my time, that's 6 a.m. their time. Anyway, um, and obviously vice versa, like she can't call me if she needs something or if she wants to talk to somebody when I'm asleep. So it's just sometimes really challenging. It doesn't, it doesn't feel easy all the time. 
So I was bawling my eyes out Friday morning. I was trying to hold it back, but I was just crying and crying and crying. And I wasn't having a full on meltdown. It was just like this constant flow of tears, like, hey, suck it up, Monica. And I like sat down to do a podcast and I'm like, oh my God, like I look fucking horrendous. You know, when you literally look just so ugly, like even though I have my hair done, makeup done, my eyes are so puffy. My face is so swollen from all the tears. It was just like, no. And my boyfriend's like, babe, you look beautiful. It's fine. You look, you look normal. Like just sit down and do it. I'm like, I don't look fucking normal. I look terrible anyway. And, and that just goes to show, show right guys, like men are not focused on these tiny little details that we focus on. They're like, you look the same. I'm like, wow, I look the same. Like, thank you for the insult. Anyway. And so I just couldn't record the podcast because I was like, I just look gross and crying, crying, crying. And I have my location shared with like my mom, my boyfriend, whatever. It's all, we all kind of have our location shared. So I'm like looking at mom's location as she's like trotting around Paris, like day one of her design thing. So it's her day one of her design thing. And so of course I can't go and see it. We're flying out in the afternoon we've rushed for time. Like I want to go, I have to go to a hotel anyway to like sign this document that she's from Australia, whatever, like this document for Australia. And, um, you know, there's just things happening in the morning and we're losing time, losing time, losing time. And I'm just like feeling more and more sad. Like we're leaving. I didn't get to say proper goodbye to her. I didn't like, I just didn't have, feel like I had enough time with her and I didn't feel like it was the goodbye that I wanted it to be. And that I, that we deserve, you know, like it just wasn't a wholesome goodbye. It was a rushed goodbye. It was me completely being out of the situation and not being in my emotions at all to say goodbye, to get to the hotel, to do my client calls. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have not heard about my recent masterclass coming up, you absolutely need to be here. It is the Feminine Female Breadwinner Masterclass. Men and women are invited and it will absolutely change the game for your relationship. Ladies, if you are a successful woman and you're possibly, you don't have to be, but possibly making more money than your man you can often feel like, how can he really be in the masculine when I'm the one making the money? We tie a lot of, um, we tie a lot of masculinity to money. And then men on the flip side can be feeling like, how can I be the provider? Like truly be the provider and truly be the masculine when she's the one making most of the money, paying for the things X, Y, and Z. This masterclass will change your fucking life. It is going to help you with everything that you need to be communicating in a really supportive, healthy way around money with your partner. It's going to help with knowing how to stay in your feminine, even when you're the one paying for things, ladies. It's going to help you to feel cherished and adored on vacation. Even if you are the one paying for most of the vacation, if you're a man, you're going to learn how to claim her with your actions and words so that you feel more like the man and so that she feels claimed by you and therefore safe. Um, I'm going to teach you guys the simple yet profound things that my man and I do to keep our polarity hot and heavy, even though I'm the one that's making majority of the money. I'm going to give you guys communication tips that we use on a daily basis that are really helpful for communicating just man to woman, but then also especially about what can be a bit of a sensitive topic. Um, I'm going to share with you guys how to know how to navigate a situation so that he feels like he the ones, he's the one leading and doing it. Even if you are the one that is providing the financing around it, it's going to be supportive for helping you to know um, how to get your man to still lead you and devour you and claim you and really be the masculine and how you can really be the feminine. And most importantly, it's going to allow you to reduce any shame around this topic, reduce any shame around you being the one that's making more money as the woman, um, or you being the one that's making less money as the man. This is a new, um, 
modern dynamic that we are in these days. And I am here for women having all the success and us having a fucking sexy, hot relationship. And men, I want you to feel like you can have a fucking delicious relationship and be the man, even if you are not making as much money. We do not need to make money an emasculating thing. We need to make money simply an energy that we are the one controlling the narrative of. So if you haven't already signed up for the masterclass, please do so as we are jumping in very soon to it. We are doing it on Thursday, the 22nd of September. So if you're not already in it, this is your reminder to fucking get in it because you don't have very long to do so. You can buy the replay if you haven't joined beforehand, but there will be a price increase. So if you can't make the actual call time, that's okay. Still buy it before the 22nd because you will get the replay. If you don't buy before the 22nd, there will be a price increase, just a slight one. There will be a price increase um, for the replay, but it will still be available for you to buy afterwards. So if you are listening to this in past time, you can still click the link and buy the masterclass at any given time. Please, everybody, let's prioritize our relationships. Let's value our relationships and let's value this important topic in our relationships because fuck the scarcity mindset of like, oh, I don't want to spend $300 or $400 on this masterclass, but I'm willing to let money eat away at my relationship. Uh, No, thank you. Let's value ourselves. Let's value the polarity in our relationship. Let's value our partner and let's value the future of our relationship. So without further ado, let's jump back into the episode All the details are below. Any questions, you can let me know. So my boyfriend and I were speaking and we both kind of had the idea of like, should we just go and like, just surprise it? Like one last goodbye. Of course, part of me wants to do that. The other part of me is like, I don't want to upset her more. Like, I don't want to make, I don't want to like make her really upset and her be crying in front of this group of women that are also like on this design tour. I don't want to disturb all the women, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, we are on our way. So initially we were actually going to find her and we were going to say goodbye. We were like, let's just drive, like let's get in our Uber and go and kind of like find her, say one last goodbye and then head to the airport. Well, time flew, I guess, and we just didn't have time. So we're in the car on the way to the airport. Oh, that's right. Also her location like went fucked. Like it was like one hour ago, like for the location. I'm like, okay, well, we now can't find you all these divine things that I'm about to start telling you that start to happen. So that happens. Anyway, I am like out walking just to clear my head. And my boyfriend is like, came back, like I get back to the hotel. He's in the lobby and he's like, babe, I cannot find the global blue papers anywhere. So those are the tax refund papers. And I'm like, what? We literally had them like a few days ago. He's like, I can't find them anywhere. Like I have looked everywhere. And I'm like, well, we wouldn't have left them in the car from the airport because we had them at the, at the airport because you we were like figuring out how to do it properly because we've tried so many fucking times we couldn't figure it out. Anyway, from like all of our other Europe trips, every other Europe trip we tried. So this is our third time to Europe this year. We couldn't figure it out. So finally it was getting done. We figured it out when we came into Paris that we knew what we were doing when you were leaving Paris. Anyway, so um, so I'm like, well, you wouldn't have left it in the car because like I always check and like it's a pile of papers. It's so obvious. And like the guy would have phoned us. Well, we still couldn't find them. And he phones the guy and he's like, the guy's like, oh yeah, I have them. And of course my boyfriend's like, wait, what the fuck? Why does this guy have them? He didn't phone us. Anyway, so this guy was felt so bad, which was very nice of him. And he was like, I can be in Paris by tonight, but no earlier. He was like a hundred kilometers away. And so it was like, right, we don't have our papers. Maybe they could reprint them at the airport, but like, we don't know. I haven't gotten to say goodbye to mom and I want to, and I'm sad. And like, 
we don't have anything to fly home to at the end of the day. Like, yes, we want to get home to do our house and to get into like going to the fucking container store, but we have that house for however long we're going to have it, for years. What is the rush? Like we we are not going to have this opportunity with mom all the time in Paris. So he pulled the trigger and was like, we're not going to the airport. We're pushing our flight till tomorrow. We're going to say goodbye to your mom. We're having one last night with her and the last day. And I'm like, well, she's on a, she got this design thing. I don't want to disrupt her, blah, 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 whatever. So we get the guy to just take us to gallery, get the gallery, gallery, Lafayette, whatever that big famous department store is in Paris. We're sitting there for a while, like figuring our shit out. I'm just fucking drained, exhausted, like in a coma from my tears. Just my face just looks so puffy. I'm like, actually at that point it kind of depuffed, but I just looked really drained and really tired. The bags were very visible. Anyway, so he books a hotel. We get our, ourselves situated. We make a game plan and we go. So we go to the hotel. We drop our shit. Mom's location's back on and she's really close to us. So we get on our scooters. Like, you know how you can rent, you can like get scooters through like Uber and whatever in Paris. So we get on a scooter and we're driving towards her and she's in a department store basically. So we, we like kind of figured it out. So we just start waiting outside the department store and there's a group of women. She sent me a picture that morning of like, there was one of the women in the picture and there was a woman sitting down with some other women having coffee outside the department store. And I'm like, that's the woman. She has the same shirt on. And my boyfriend's like, oh, she looks kind of different to me. And I'm like, no, that's the woman. Anyway, we wait outside, we wait outside. And anyway, my boyfriend ends up hearing my mom's voice and is like, there she is. And I want to go. And I'm like, oh my God, she looks so happy. Do we go up to her? Do we not? Because she was laughing and happy. And I'm like, I don't want to like make her sad, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so he's like, send her a picture. So I send her a picture of herself and she doesn't see it for a while. Her phone's in her bag, whatever. They start walking. So we're like, all right, let's follow. So we kind of stay about a block behind, but we keep following them. I'm like, this is some stalker shit. Anyway, so we keep following them. They get to a light. She pulls out her phone and sees the picture. And it's like, oh my God, oh my God. And like turns around and we're like about, 10 meters behind them at this point. And I'm like just standing there waving and she's like lost for words. Poor thing. This is the second time we've surprised her this year. She's like lost for words. So confused. Like, wait, aren't you meant to be on a plane? I'm so confused. Like what's happening? And basically I was like, I can't get on the plane. Like we didn't get to say a proper goodbye. We didn't need to fly home. We can push the flight. There was no price difference. Like I wanted to say a proper goodbye to you. And I said, I don't want to make a big deal. Like all the other moms, because they were all moms, were like, oh my God, oh my God. And I'm like, I don't want to make it a big deal. I really don't want to disrupt your day, ladies. Um, I just like, wanted, I just, I said to mom and so to my boyfriend, we just want to let you know we're here. So you can decide what you would like to do. Our flight is at 9 a.m. tomorrow. We're going to be here. We're going to be wandering around. You decide. Anyway, so we kind of just say goodbye and leave. And like two seconds later, she texts me being like, I'm coming, which I was really proud of her for because she was like, she said no to the group like stood up for that, embodied the boundaries, right, ladies, and was like, I'm going to do what I want to do. So long story short, we all go and like have some more ice cream because that's what you do in Paris. Um, And like when you're in Europe, go and have ice cream, catch up, boyfriend leaves, he goes back to the hotel to like get work done, do him, have some him time. And mom and I wander around Paris, just scooter around, go do us things, just have the nicest fucking night. Anyway, oh, one of the synchronicities that happened was like I was trying – I've been trying to find this spot in Paris – that I haven't been able to find all the times going back. And I'd been there when I was a kid in this one spot and I'd been trying to find it and I couldn't fucking find it. Well, because we moved to hotels, we actually ended up walking through this place where I'd been trying to find and I blended this location with another location. So I thought that I just made it up in my mind. So I'd kind of put it to the side. I didn't make it up in my mind. 
I got to see it again, which is really nice. And it was just beautiful because like going to see mom and like then exploring with mom and staying in this little bit of a different location in Paris meant that I saw different spots and spots that I hadn't seen for like six or seven years. So that was just one of those things where it was like, I'm so glad we stayed that extra day because now I'm like going through different areas and different streets that I wouldn't have otherwise gone through because we were staying in a different spot. Anyway, so mom and I had a really nice night. I had a really nice afternoon and we were just scootering around doing our thing, you know, shopping, blah, blah, blah. And then I go to take her to dinner and oh my God, the dinner location was the most divine location, like possible wedding venue kind of location. Really beautiful, super stunning. So glad I got to see it. Anyway, I ended up meeting one of the ladies and it just was this incredible networking situation where it was like, whoa, like I'm not going to give you guys the intricate details just because like, you know, I don't want to say it and then not happen. Not, I'm not worried about jinxing it. I'm just like, I just don't want to like privacy, whatever, like from her side as well. Anyway, um, so we had, I just had this like amazing networking moment and opportunity where it was like, whoa, if I hadn't stayed this extra day and surprised mom, I wouldn't have met this woman. And then I wouldn't have made this networking connection, which could open up a lot of doors. So that was amazing. Um, obviously seeing this venue in this location was amazing. We ended up getting out our papers back. No problemo. No problemo. That was amazing. Way less stressful to get to the airport in the morning. I got to say the most beautiful goodbye to mom. We felt, I felt so whole and complete. She felt so whole and complete. There was no tears. I didn't feel empty and teary and sad the next day. It just felt so much better and so much more full to leave that situation um, than what we were, than how I was previously going to leave the situation. And then um, went back to the hotel, got my boyfriend and we went out to dinner at this place that we saw, or mom and I saw when you were walking around. And it was such a fantastic restaurant. We had so much fun. It was such a vibe. We met this cool guy that was the server. He like spoke four languages. We were speaking to him for a while. Anyway, we had the most amazing meal, amazing dinner, went home feeling like went back to the hotel feeling so happy, so good, went to bed, woke up the next morning and had a really great flight home and everything was hunky-dory. And the reason why I wanted to share with you like this story with you guys was because that day was just such of like spending that day with mom and making that decision. It was one of those moments where it was like, the universe is on your side and divine timing is a fucking thing and like follow the, the signs, right? So remember there was like a few kind of blocks the morning of when you we were meant to fly. Like everything I wanted to get that d- done that morning, I didn't get done because I was a teary hot fucking mess and I couldn't get my shit together to leave the place. And then I didn't get to say goodbye to mom, ended up getting to say goodbye to mom. Um, we got to see this like beautiful new location in Paris I've been trying to find for fucking years and finally got to find it. Um, we found this great new restaurant that we are a fan of beautiful fucking venue space that we saw that mom was having dinner at. Like I need to go and have dinner there one time. And I showed my boyfriend the pictures and he was like, we are going there next time for dinner. It was exquisite. Um, and then what was I going to say? And then mom and I got to have that beautiful goodbye. There was just so many little synchronicities that happened that would not have happened if um, we didn't get to say that extra day. And obviously, most importantly, we felt so whole and complete. And the universe was like giving us that sign and that signal, right? Like it was telling us stay the extra day and we trusted it. We I could, didn't get my shit together. We figured out we let we left our global blue forms and like what are the chances of that? Like it's a big piece of paper, big chunk of paper we had. We had a lot of that. We had like five of them. So like hard to fucking, like hard to miss. 
but we missed it. Like we missed them in the car, which was a blessing in disguise because it forced us to stay a day later. Um, the fact that I was feeling so sad and so like X, Y, and Z about the situation and my boyfriend felt so bad. We were kind of rushing to the airport. We were like really close on time. It was going to be a little bit stressful. That was another sign. It was just like, ugh. And then, well, that's the other thing, actually. One of the other synchronicities that was telling us, like, just stay. So uh, what was I going to say? So initially, my assistant, Meg, one of them, we're about to hire another one. Or we have hired, I guess, by the time this comes out. Um, she was staying at our house, looking after the dogs, whatever, whatever, like managing the house stuff because there's a lot of shit going on with painters and X, Y, and Z. And she initially was going to leave Saturday morning, but we were going to pull her flight forward to Friday because we were coming home Friday. We just, we decided to, initially we were going to leave Saturday. Then we decided we're going to pull it forward to Friday because like mom will have been on her tour, like whatever, let's get home and do the house stuff. In order to pull Meg's flight forward to Friday was going to be quite a heavy cost to do so. So it was like another like, oh, should we do it or should we not do it? Like, it's just, it's, you know, like it's a Friday night, a Saturday morning. It's not that much of a big difference. Like, should we really do it? And her flight home is like an hour and a bit. So it's not like she's losing a whole day or anything flying. So that was like another thing of like, oh, should we do it or not? And it was just one of those things where it was like, there was just so many kind of ways the universe was just being like, just stay, just stay, just stay. We did, we trusted it. And it was, I'm so glad we did it. It was just such a beautiful moment. So that mom and I got to share and that it was just a really nice closing chapter to Paris. So the moral of this story and the point of this podcast is just a reminder that in those moments where it's like, no, it makes no sense to stay the extra day, just fucking go. Trust the niggles, trust the signs. You're never going to make the wrong decision. Just really try and flow with it. And remember that the universe is always on your side and it is always communicating with it. Can you trust it? That's basically what I want to say. Like, can you trust it? Stop fucking pushing. That doesn't mean like if you're late for your flight, you should cancel it and move to the next day. It just means like if there is an inkling and like multiple things that are also showing you the same thing that you're kind of feeling like, oh, I wish I could stay an extra day. And there's a good reason to do so. You're not like going to be flaking out on work or something. I'm like, trust it, trust it, trust it, trust it. Because there could be the most beautiful things that happen as a result of you just trusting your intuition, trusting the signs, going with the flow and really letting the universe guide you and kind of lead you. Like let the universe be your man. Let it lead you for a second and just trust it and surrender to it. So that is the moral of the story. I hope that you guys enjoyed this like random life update and Paris episode. I know you guys are going to want to know the spots that we went to in Paris. If you look at my Paris highlight, you will see a lot of them. And um, in a future issue of the magazine of an editor, the links below for the issue 19 that I mentioned, I will put in more Paris recommendations as well. And if you're obviously, if you're in the behind the scenes bubble, then you will get that, then you've gotten that list of recommendations and I will add to it when I get a chance. So I hope that you guys love this episode. I will see you in the next one. And do not forget to make sure that you join the masterclass that I'm hosting on the 22nd of September. So many of you guys need this. Come, come, come. It is going to help you, support you and change your life when it comes to being a successful woman whilst also wanting to be in a relationship where he is heavily in his masculine and you are heavily in your feminine. 
quickly just interrupting the episode for a very good reason because for those of you that are new to the world of manifestation or you don't get it or you know that you need to heal your relationship with money and you want to be able to attract in more money and more abundance and like be in that high vibe I really really recommend that you join MMM level one Um, if you want to join level two you can but I only open it a couple times a year so just make sure that you're on the wait list for that and that you look out for for when I'm next opening it. But when I do my manifesting and my money stuff with you guys, I do do it differently. So I encourage you to check that out. And I also have my Feminine as Fuck bundle. If you want to just dip your toes into a little bit of everything, then those two are really good options and they're low cost and you can watch all of it and consume all of the content right away. 